Hi, I'm Janelle Buchanan. Delighted to be here today. Hi, I'm Joylyn Green, and you are listening to the New Manifest Theater Podcast. Welcome to the New Manifest Theater Podcast. My name is Eva McQuaid. I am an ensemble member of the New Manifest Theater Company and your host for this very podcast. Today on the podcast, I am speaking with Joylyn Green and Janelle Buchanan, and we are missing Alyssa Hernandez and Kenna Benefield. Is that right? But mm-hmm. we're very excited to see all of you in the production of My HEB by the Raul Garza. Uh, I'm so excited. Thank you all so much for joining me today. I appreciate y'all making some time out to do this. Um, I want to make sure to get the word out for our mini fest and about you all just being amazing folks. Would you all mind introducing yourselves a little bit for our listeners? Janelle? Sure. I'm Janelle Buchanan. I've been an actress in Austin for yeesh, 40 years or so. Uh, delighted to be part of the new Manifest Minifest. I'm a big Raul Garza fan. Yes. So the chance to do my HEB has been a real treat. I'm looking forward to showing it off tonight and Friday night and Saturday night. Now, are you from Austin? I grew up in Arkansas, born and raised in Arkansas, but I came here to go to the University of Texas theater department where I got my bachelor's and my master's degree. Okay. I couldn't remember. I know Janelle, but it was some time ago that we did a play together. And then I feel like I just saw you and I was like, Oh, and, um, but it was so good to see you, um, doing this mini fest. And yes, I am also a fan of Raul and I'm so happy that, uh, we're doing his play for our mini fest. It's going to be great. Um, Joy, how about you? Hi, um, yes, I'm a director, um, a young, aspiring director, (laughs) Um, (laughs) and I was raised in Austin, Texas, grew up doing theater here, um, yeah, went to school in North Carolina for a bit, and now I'm back, um, and I can't wait to, uh, just keep collaborating and making art in my hometown, so, yeah. Um, are you also an actor? Chris? Uh, uh, not, I'm not feeling acting as much anymore. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. really focusing on writing and, and directing more. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, I, I, I performed a lot, like, in church, like, doing our little, like, nativity plays, and then yeah. got started in, uh, school and doing, like, school theater shows. So I had a lot of fun performing as a kid. Nice. And um, wow. So maybe in the future, we will see your name as one of the plays of the oh boy words. <laughs> your play, we will do it for the mini fest in the future. 
I really hope so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's probably one of my personal goals is, is, is being a part of many fests and having my work up and, and produce. So that'll be so fun. Yeah. Um, so as you said, so you're the director of my HEB and Janelle is one of the actors for the show. Um, Janelle, how did you get started in acting? How did I get started acting? Yeah. I, well, you know, like so many people who end up in theater or film, it's what I just knew I wanted to do from the time I was very, very small. So I zeroed in on UT because at the time I was applying to colleges, they had and still have an outstanding theater department. So I had a terrific four years there of undergraduate school and then two years in the department in graduate school. Started working then for Zachary Scott, what was then called Zachary Scott Theater Center mm -hmm. as the director of youth programs. Uh, toured a lot with Project Interact and then started doing plays in the community. Uh, I was just talking to Ken Webster about this the other day. He asked me oh. what was my first, what year I did my first play in Austin. And except for college things, it was 1978. Um, I became a, an actor's equity member, gosh, 35 years ago. Retired from the union about five, six years ago. And uh, I'm happy to be able to work now, not just with the major companies in Austin like Zach and the Playhouse, but also small companies, which I yeah. could not do when I was right. an equity member. So. Do you think I, I, I had the opportunity with my first play I did here in Austin um, to be equity, but then I didn't end up doing any other shows that would have been equity eligible. So I couldn't have gotten any points. So what's, I mean, is there a benefit to being equity or not? Sure. Because once you are not, when you are equity, of course, you have the opportunity to work at places like Zach and Austin Playhouse. And there are other companies that do hire equity actors, but it's difficult because they have to pay in for your insurance and your, mm -hmm. um, your retirement. So it's expensive. If you think that you're going to work outside of Boston, as well as Austin, and you have the opportunity to be equity, I would say yes. Um, I know people who do work outside of the city and outside of the state. Mm -hmm. And for them, it's necessary that they keep their equity status because they're working in bigger houses. Sure. But if you know that you're going to stay in Austin and you want to have opportunities to work with the broadest range of companies, I don't think it's worth it, no. Yeah, you do get a nice little pension when you retire. So oh, that's nice. That. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice to know. And you have insurance coverage, which is always nice. Um, I did. Yes. When yeah. I was a company member, I mean, when I was an equity member, I could have kept that when I retired, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I. Yeah, I maybe I'll look into it again. Um, and I know we have a lot of folks who are who are starting out their careers, who are part of New Manifest and who are listening to this podcast. And I'm sure they are curious about it too. So sure. Um, yeah. Um, and Joy, what about you? How did you get started with the theaters? Yeah, I started directing um, back in high school. Um, uh, it was for like my first like directing 
in foray into directing was um, uh, as a school project. We uh, had a class, like a musical theater writing class, um, and um, like a group of classmates and friends, we wrote like a one act musical and then um, wrote all the music to it, all the lyrics, all the scenes. And then we got to put it up in like two months. We like built a whole set, like got like uh, some kids that were in the orchestra, um, also like performed the music. So we had like a full orchestra, a full score. Like it was just like, we try to make it as a, a real production as possible. And I just, love that whole experience of just us coming together and, and doing something that we really loved and believed in and, and, and showing it to our friends and family and having people really um, respond to it well, not just because it's, you know, oh, it's like a little uh, kids thing, but like, it was just like, this is really impressive. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I really liked um, leading a project like that. And also I just liked um, directing because it gave me the autonomy to, to choose, um, what I wanted to do with my career and what kind of stories I wanted to tell in that, mm. um, I knew if I was going to keep going with acting and performing, I wouldn't always have that autonomy, which kind of scared me, especially as, uh, I don't know, the prospects of being like a black female, uh, a black woman in the entertainment industry. I was like, I, I just want that control. I want that yeah. Um, control of my career um, and 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 improving the stories that I put out or what's out there for people to enjoy. Um, so yeah, then I started looking at colleges for directing um, and applied to a few. Um, yeah, and then um, got into North Carolina School of the Arts. So uh, went there, um, did some directing projects there. Just I really honed my craft a little bit um yeah um I'm taking a break right now um for some mental health reasons um sure yeah <laughs> I don't know why I mean it's not like we're all going through uh, the end times here I have no idea why you would be doing that at all that's not smart at all I'm being sarcastic obviously yeah, I love it. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was a huge decision. So, and I'm 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 trusting that this is this is the right path for me, and I think it is. And it's my body is telling me that this is what I needed. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm glad to have this time away and really kind of focus on being a person first, rather than like an artist and a professional first, um, and just kind of get back in tune with what makes me happy and what about art makes me happy or yeah. what about creating art inspires me and this is and directing for the mini fest is part of that question yeah really <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I'm so I was so happy to see your name um I I'm so glad I think you are just wonderful we worked on a play together in with new manifest that happened just as the end times were beginning mm. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a world that was back then. <laughs> Wasn't that wonderful? When you could go to the theater, you could sit, you could give somebody a hug. Remember that? Yeah. That was I, awesome. I do, I do, you know, I remember that hard. You know, what's funny is I think about the, like the last, like our closing night yeah. was, I remember Melissa Vote from the Vortex. She came back from visiting her family out of town, out of state. And I, she, she came in and immediately we were just like, oh, 
going to hug each other. And I was like, well, wait a minute. We can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> what are you, nuts? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Crazy last couple of weeks. Just like, oh my gosh, all the information every single day. Like, and then just yeah. we didn't even know how much it was going to take an impact on, on theater and, and, and uh, especially local theater. So Wow. Yeah. We just, we barely got it in, but I'm glad that we had that experience together. And I really had a lot of fun working on that show. Um, I did too. It was a, it's a, you know, it's weird to say that because of the nature of the show, we did a show called good Friday, which deals with a school shooting at a college campus. And um, it was a, I really liked that play it was hard. Mm-hmm. It was challenging. Um, it was all of the things it was dark, but there was still, it was, it was really great to work with such a group of folks. Um, and, um, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Janelle, yeah. how did you, how did you get through these last two years? Yeah. Not hug people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Other than, I, yeah. What did you, what did you do the last couple of years? How did you keep your acting life up? What, what happened? You know, I did a lot of Zoom readings, yeah. um, which have their own sets of challenges, as you know, but okay. it was better than nothing. <laughs> it, yes. it truly was. And I, I probably did, gosh, I don't know, half a dozen, a dozen of those. Um, David Jarrett, then two summers ago, Yes. two summers ago, what is time? I, I don't know. It could have been last Tuesday. I don't know. We're it all living in a, in a baby's ago. dream right now. I had done several productions with Jarrett Productions and he put together uh, an audio play called The Frog Prince. Yes. And we were actually able, there was that brief window of time when mm-hmm. two years ago in the summer, when it looked like things were opening up, we were actually able to go into the studio to record it. So that was really great. And yeah. then it was back to Zoom. Things slammed shut again. Um, I did a reading of Zoom reading of Candace Rusk's play, Tyler, Texas, which is now going to be done live two years later, next weekend. So I'm right. glad she was able to keep that alive. That's that, great. Yeah. Where is that happening? It's happening at uh, Arts on Real. Is it next Friday night? It's either Friday or Saturday, I believe it's Friday. Um, that's wonderful. That, that's great. Congratulations on that. I, um, yeah. Um, Look up some information while I'm talking to Joy about this and then let us know <laughs> so we can, will. we can let people and, know what you're doing next weekend. <laughs> and then this past spring, I was finally able to do Lifespan of a Fact with Jarrett Productions, with Jarrett which, Productions. Had, which mm-hmm. had been postponed not once, but twice. So finally, finally, and they are now going back into production in a few months. Well, they have a play coming up right away, but they're also going to finally be doing Mother of the Maid which they were about a week oh, that's away right. from opening when everything yeah. closed down. Yeah. So, so we're coming back. I know. And I hope, I think, I I look forward to this. It, it, I'm a little nervous it, I'm because I'm a paranoid individual in general. Uh, and then you add in a plague on top of that. And then it's just my yeah. anxiety and paranoia is just on fire. Justifiably um, so. It's rough out there. And I, I mean, I don't, I think part of it or part of what needs to happen is 
there needs to be more, I don't know, maybe like understudy, swing cast, double cast, something to yep. make sure to take into mm-hmm. account the health and well-being of everybody who's involved because you you have to assume that something might happen at some point in time. And it's just the way life is now That's moving right. forward, you know. And I, I want to put in a plug for Jarrett Productions. I, I'm not a company member. There's not an acting company. But I want to give huge props to David Jarrett for how prepared he was when we did Lifespan of a Fact. He had so many Plan Bs in place and that I think, he could yeah. have handed. it. Yeah, I think that's just what it needs and, to be. And every- he's doing it again for the play they're rehearsing for now. He has standbys, not understudies. Not mm. understudies because it is it's expensive and it can know, be. But yeah. he has standbys for every role. Somebody who in a pinch could go on with a book, which I think we all know audiences totally forgive. Uh, the production I saw of War of the Worlds had someone on with a book. Oh yes, and after mm-hmm. five minutes, you don't even notice it. You know, if it's a, an experienced actor. So yeah. yes, people need that. Um, absolutely to keep everybody safe we're not done yet no you're absolutely right and i and i think yeah it's this is yeah people just need to develop plans b c and d or etc absolutely and i do think i think one of the things you know i i i think mostly and definitely people who are who are artists and who are fans of artists and who go to theater often, they are very forgiving because we, they understand and we all understand we're all doing this together and trying to keep a sustainability uh, of this um, art world. And I think, yeah, we're forgiving. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. They do good work over at Jarrett Productions. Um yeah, and the Frog Prince was great, Janelle. You were fantastic. You're always Thank fantastic. Thank you. Um, so so much fun. Yeah, it was. It sounded like a lot of fun. It was. Joy, how did you manage the last couple of years? <laughs> Ooh, um, yeah, I had the I had the 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 privilege of of being in school for like most of the height of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I started college fall of 2020. Um, and so it was, it was, it was, uh, a lot of adapting and it wasn't really the full college experience because we were wearing masks and had to social distance. And it's just, it really made my bond with my specific class, like a lot stronger because we really just were interacting with each other. Um, but we kind of did lose out on, um, kind of the larger community sense of community there. Um, and we, there were like a lot of postponings of, of, of everything. Yeah. Of everything. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, specifically of like the production that they were trying to do. There's a lot of like, oh man, we could do this on Zoom. We could do like a little live stream. No, like people, like it was just a lot of touch and go for most of like my time there. Um, and now it's only beginning to, to kind of get back to how it was before um still with precautions but um yeah very much closer to the to the real thing than um than it was when I first came there um what do you yeah so it's just it was it was like a nice incubator of just like focusing on theory and focusing on the work and the craft rather than trying to always prepare something to show other people because that wasn't really an option for us um so it was 
it was it was really nice downtime. Um, and I think that's just kind of made me really eager just to like go out and do it now. Um, I hear that, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I I feel kind of a little um, disconnected from the larger theater scene because uh, the time that I you know, would spend going out and see, seeing shows and just kind of immersing myself in, I didn't have that period. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a little weird trying to kind of re-enter it now that a lot of things have changed and how the structure has changed and the support isn't quite what it used to be either, just for supporting the arts and, you know, uh, yeah, uh, is yeah, it's, it's, it's a little weird. It's a little, uh, definitely kind of a weird feeling of grief even though no I totally understand yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree it's hard I think you know I like mid maybe May 2020 uh it felt very dark and I was talking to a friend of mine who was like well Jupiter's just dead and I was like oh I feel like that but I think like we Jupiter has survived art has survived it will we have, if anything, we will just mutate where it needs to be, and then we will continue to be. But there is, oh man, there, there's going to be some dips. I, uh, there has, mm-hmm. there has to be. Um, yeah. So, but I totally, I totally understand. It, it, it is definitely, it has been a grieving process that we all have been through. What do you think it means for the future of? theater for the arts for directing for I think well I think oh uh, yeah there is like a you know process oops sorry um that definitely is there but um I think also one of the beautiful things that came out of the pandemic was just like seeing everyone's creativity and how we adapted to mm-hmm. this uh obstacle in our way and still yeah. you know, persevering and still wanting to share art and really finding new ways to do that so yeah and just testing ourselves as artists to figure out how to share, you know, yeah. that with other people, which is really beautiful. And I think that's really, I think, like the new generation of people creating art and, and theater, they're going to, that's, I think, one of our superpowers is just going to, that adaptability and that creativity. Um, I think one of my favorite experiences um, uh in North Carolina was, uh, we put together a show, um, all like student run, um, student written. It was like a little, uh, it was a three part show, uh, but I directed like a one act within it. Um, mm-hmm. and then you have a 10 minute dance piece and then, um, like a 10 minute, uh, devised movement, um, piece as well. Um, but we decided to do all of it in this auditorium. Um, so the, so the actors were unmasked behind class and then we had the audience outside in a courtyard that was facing the auditorium. And then one of the walls of the auditorium were like uh, floor to ceiling windows. So you could see into the auditorium. Oh, so wow. The audience outside, we had speakers set up. Oh, um, and lights that's set up brilliant. So you could see yeah. into the auditorium and still see the show, but we still have that barrier to keep everybody safe. Um, and it was Side, so you could be masked but still have your social distance and yeah us nervousness about being in an enclosed space watching the show for the audience yeah. while you get to see this piece of theater 
and we still had our like we get to have our full lights and, and tech set yeah. up um, inside the auditorium. So it wasn't we, were, we didn't have to navigate too much about being outdoors because we weren't really outdoors. Yeah. Um, and then it added to the piece because the piece was about this uh, couple who are really popular in social media, but their relationship, their interpersonal relationship was crumbling. Um, and they were, uh, were just in a toxic cycle of getting back together and breaking up and feeling they needed to perform for their social media following. So having the audience look like from the outside looking in was yeah. like watching through the, like through a phone or through a screen or through, yeah. you know, social media through that filter. Um, so it just kind of added to the whole conceit yeah. of the show itself. So it worked out perfectly, but I was like, that is just, I, yeah, I'm always going to treasure that. I was just like, yeah. you, you take lemons and you make lemonade out of it. Oh, so, that's beautiful. Oh, that makes yeah. me a little emotional. I, yeah, <laughs> I just, oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I love how we, as artists, I think we get a bad rap sometimes of being, I don't know. I, I don't know, not clever, not smart, um, not have the ability to be so flexible. I, I don't know. There's And nothing could be further from the truth. Right? Because that's, I, well, I'm speaking just for theater artists. We have to adapt constantly. It's always something. Good Lord, it's live. Something yes, yeah. can go wrong. And when it does, you don't say... Uh, end of scene, give us five minutes and we'll be back and try that again. Yeah. Artists land on their feet because that's what we have to do. We're resilient and adaptable. I loved it that there were so many shows that were streaming and that that has yes. continued at least to some extent. Yeah. Yes. I, sometimes you just really don't want to leave the house. You want to see the show and you want to give the company your support and your money, but to be able to watch it at home that's a bonus yes and it's it's a very unexpected um holdover result from the pandemic but i think it's a good one i hope it continues janelle like i i really really do it is a it is a great great hope of mine i i mean i got to see an opera from my couch at the met i yeah. mean i i that made me so happy took me out of whatever I was feeling that day of uh, like the world is ending and and for a moment it was I was immersed into this beautiful world of 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 opera and it, it that I mean it was just it was amazing and I do hope we continue that I don't want to forget some of the things we learned from yeah, this process definitely. yeah definitely I and and like you were you were talking about Janelle I think there are so many options. Like you did an audio play. We did Zoom readings and I know people are tired and, and it's very valid, very, very valid. We sit in front of our computers most of the day. Right. I mean, but there are so many options, right? Yes. I I just, I I look forward to other things that might happen and other, other things people will create because I agree we are anything but which is why I think theater artists who create theater, it they won't allow it to die. No, there's no way. Theater, music, visual arts, all forms mm -hmm. of art will continue. 
because yes. those of us who are artists, it is not just what we do. It's who we are. And yes. we have no choice but to make it continue because I, I don't think anyone who would create on some level. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> All of this gives me hope. Um, <laughs> I love it. It makes me feel good. Makes me feel like I'm a part of a bigger, a bigger thing. Um, but let's take a very quick break for an update, which will probably be about Mark. our manifest. And we'll be right about with Janelle and Jordi. Uh, Penfold in the Park is back with a joyful reimagining of Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream, placing all 21 characters in the hands of four virtuosic performers for a free night of fun for the whole family. September 29th through October 16th at the Round Rock Amphitheater. For more information, visit www.penfoldtheater.org. We are back with Joy and Janelle. So you all are, what are y'all doing right now? We already talked about it a little bit. I already gave a spoiler, but what are y'all doing with New Manifest, Janelle? I am doing a Raul Garza piece called My HGB. That is a three-hander, three people. Mm-hmm. Um, about, well, you know, HGB and what it means to us which is different yeah. things to different people, but it's by God important in our lives. And yes. that is one, one of four pieces that will be performed Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights at ground floor. Yes. I'm, I'm so sad. You guys is we're losing Janelle's, uh, audio sometimes. Um, and she's amazing. I just want to say that out loud again. Um, Joy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so, I was so truly, I was, I'm so glad to see both of your names. Um, Joy, you're directing my HEB. Mm-hmm. What's that like? Um, it's really interesting. This is my first time directing uh, like a stage reading. Um, so yeah, getting some new experiences. Um, I like the, the focus on the language and just kind of, um, making sure Raul's words are, you know, portrayed as, 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 as transparently as possible because it's just really about the the story and, um, yeah. So I like that. It's, it's been a really nice process so far. Good. That's great to hear. Janelle, I I mean, you do a lot of, well, everything, but like, what's like doing a, how, when was the last time you did a short play or like a, like a play festival? Oh gosh. I honestly couldn't tell you. I don't know if I've ever done a short play festival. Yeah. I, I will say that I, not everybody does, but I love to do readings And I love especially to do readings of new works and to work on new pieces. It's just really so much fun to be in on the no pun intended ground floor of the development (laughs) of a piece. And and of course, the beauty of doing a reading is that you get the thrill of performing, but you don't have to memorize anything. Mm -hmm. And that's a plus. 
So I'm having uh, a really, really good time with this. And I'm so happy that we get to do it three times, not just once. So yes. uh, you know, we'll have the first performance tonight because we haven't had a lot of rehearsal time. And then it should be very solid and good to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah, I I agree. I like a, I like a play reading. Who doesn't? Uh, yeah. But um, so what's I mean, what do you what do you think about doing a short play? Oh, I think it's great fun. And I think it's really fun for the audience. You're you see 20 minutes and lights up and the chairs move and oh, you get to see another one and it's 20 or 15 <laughs> minutes. So yeah. you're not doing you know, you're not making a huge time commitment uh, and mm-hmm. you see four completely different pieces and takes on things. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great format. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like a short, I, I didn't know until, um, I really started doing more, well, work with new manifest and worked with them for their, their first mini fest. I like short play. It's, um, I mean, I, I love a, you know, a full length as well. Who doesn't, but sure. like, these are, oh, there's such, there's such wonderful, like, brief glimpses into what you know is like a bigger story but you get to see one small scene you know really kind of dissected and and the 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 relationships in that one small time frame and I love it I love it right yes yes I agree joy what is it like directing a short play is it different than what do you have to do different um, is it different? No, well, I mean, I've only really directed short plays, so oh. um, it's um, yeah, it's not too much different, I guess, in process or like really in, in terms of pepper preparation. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really, I I think it's it's um a feat to kind of tell like a really succinct story in right. a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, and I think Raul, Raul has done that really well and just really given us a great idea of like who these people are mm-hmm. intimately um, with these like really great monologues. Um, we get like a couple of, uh, of group scenes, um, but he just really lets the characters just, just speak and, and sing and just, really, you know, show us who they are. And I think that's, I think that's, um, yeah, not, not an easy thing to do to limit yourself and put yourself in kind of that time limit or, you know, uh, give yourself that concern of being a short play, but time right. as big of a story as, you know, a full two hour production. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I think, I don't know. It just, I think, yeah, probably the, I think create, I feel like writers get a chance to kind of get more out of the box and how they, you know, tell a story succinctly rather Mm -hmm. than luxuriating about like, oh, I have, you know, two whole acts to tell this grand old story, really take my time. But like, it's, yeah, I don't know. You, you push yourself more, the writing snappier. It's just, um, Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, think I, no, I, hear, I hear that. Yeah. So what is the, I, well, I not want to give too many spoilers away. I, but what's the play about? I know Janelle said it's about, it's about HEB, which is important to us in all of our lives. Of the course. HEBs. 
what's the play about? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it is about ATB. Um, but it's really more about like the, that people that make up your ATB experience. Um, Oh, that's so we, nice. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, <laughs> we have, you know, uh, regular customers um, from different backgrounds. We also uh, get the perspective of someone that works there um, that's on the younger side. So we kind of get the full 360 of, um, you know, what Austin culture is and especially what ATB culture is. Um, <laughs> and what an H-E-B in Austin really feels like. Um, <laughs> yeah. They, you know, all of our cookie personalities could interact with each other for the better and the worse. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just kind of a little snapshot of, of Austin through the lens of shopping at an H-E-B. Yeah. I yeah. I really, it never specifically says this is in Austin, Texas, but it becomes mm-hmm. clear that yeah, it, it is of course it is because specific streets are named I was was when I lived in the house on Ruth Street or somebody came in from Lockhart so yeah it's it's definitely an Austin experience right yeah. it's all alluding to yeah. you know this mysterious Texas town but <laughs> yeah where we are <laughs> uh, I think it could create some controversy. Is that right? Maybe. Do you think some people will feel? Mm. I mean, I feel like AGB is not. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like AGB sustained a lot of us during the pandemic. <laughs> totally. And we created so much hope for some people. I'm sure that's not always true for everybody, especially the staff members. I'm sure they have their own feelings about it, which is fine. But I think a lot of people shop at Randall's. <laughs> yes, and that point, that point is made by the, uh, the character that Canna Benefield plays, who is a, uh, an employee of H-E-B, that it's not exactly a check magnet to say you work at H-E-B, but it's better than working at Randall's. <laughs> Anything's better than Randall's. <laughs> Which I'm sure is true. I'm like, why do we even have a Randall's here? Like, it just doesn't make, even make sense to me. Isn't there one? There's one. Yeah, there's, there's one. several, but they're just. Oh, there's several? Normal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just don't like them. They're, no, H-E-B. I think I just yeah. blocked out the of my produce. <laughs> it's so funny that you mentioned the produce because my, oh, I, I won't maybe name uh, names or relations, but I know somebody um, who thinks the produce at Randall's is far superior to the produce at HEP. Mm. What? That's insane. <laughs> That's just not true. <laughs> or they're shopping at a different Randall's than I've been to any time in the last Maybe. couple of years. Maybe, Maybe. I don't know. Um, similarly, do you think... <laughs> Do you think that there is something about like there is about this debate between H-E-B and Randall's um, that is similar to I, I mentioned it a little while ago. I think do you think that there's something about theater or art that that is a misconception that is generally like that's just ridiculous. That's crazy town. Well, yeah, I, I, in fact, I just heard this on a radio, uh, a conservative radio talk show the other day. They were talking about how the city council is batting around the idea for creating affordable housing for artists and how anybody could be opposed to that is 
absolutely beyond me. But, but they were like, well, you don't have to be an artist. You should go do something that where you make enough money that you don't need affordable housing. You know what you were getting into when you decided to be an artist. Mm. Um, that's that's not these are the same people who brag about living in the live music capital of the world where a lot of musicians have left because they can't afford to live here. What a ridiculous idea. You should just go do something else. Oh, okay. I've been meaning to go for that neurosurgery certification. I'll do that. <laughs> then I can afford to live in Austin. Sure. Right. Oh boy, it's, what a world. That is isn't that nuts? That is nuts. And I'm just, you know, like what you mentioned earlier too, like, I don't think, do they think, yeah, we can just like, oh yeah, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm fine. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I'm, I, good. I'm good. I'm good. No. Wow. That is much more con controversial than H-E-B and Rock. <laughs> and of course, you know, for someone in my life, is it harder? It does get harder and harder as you get older. There are not many good parts for women. Men, yeah, but women, not so much. So if you want to keep working, yes, you will jump at the chance to do anything where you get to play somebody your own age. And I'm happy to be doing this. Thank you, Raul, for writing an older woman who's very interesting and not a complete uh, doddering old biddy. Well, she kind of is, but not thoroughly. <laughs> I mean, I agree, Janelle. Oh my gosh. I, the, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think there's, <laughs> oh boy. Now we're getting, gonna get into my, a rant, a mini rant. Um, But I, I there's not enough roles for women in, in general, a, a varying age. Yes. In general, right. but of varying ages of like, you don't just jump from like 20 something cute sorority girl to like, yeah, 80 year old grandmother sitting on a front porch. Like back in my day, I don't know. I, I'm sorry, I'm making a terrible um, cliches, but it, it's just. No, it's true. I'm, it's true. What, Joy? Oh, I'm following. Yeah, there's just no, as much as a, we see the spectrum of, of, of masculinity and you know you know all different shades that you know a man's life can take in in media we never really get that same level of complexity for women it's why just, is that i think it's just the general you know the general tenor of how women have always been viewed and unfortunately continued that once they move past ingenue age, they just don't have anything very interesting to say, to do, to contribute. Nothing, of course, could be further from the truth, but that is a stereotype that's very, very hard to dislodge. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's any any um, shortage in, in, in the material of, of like, you know, of plays about women throughout, you know, different stages of their life. I just think, I think it's more of an issue with who's producing the work and who's giving the spotlight mm. to people who have, you know, mm. who are trying to tell these stories and get these stories out there, um, which is, you know, I'm 
so excited and so, so in awe of Simone and what she's done with the manifest. It's just, that's her whole platform is, 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 uh, showcasing, um, you know, new, well, I mean, Aurel was a very established writer, but, um, you know, just people of color, their stories, new writers, um, and new stories and new types of stories that we don't see. So yeah, yeah, that's representation at top of who gets to say yes and who gets the green light and you know right. I'll, who I'll, sets the season yeah right then I think we'll start to see the change and what we see being put out um once you see people at the top change and become more diverse and reflect yeah reality yes good I hope so um that's a good yeah that's definitely true I think I I think we here with new manifest simone is doing that and i think there are uh, there are other companies in austin who are also doing that and i but mm-hmm. i think other people need to come along as well and tell other people's stories and produce people like raul's plays more and yeah listen to what other people have to say um i want to be aware of our time because janelle is amazing and wonderful as i've said and has somewhere she has to be in just a few minutes so i just want to quickly ask do you all have any any recommendations for anything or any final words before we close up shop today and i'm just again i'm so happy to see both of your names uh that we're going to be a part of this festival and i'm so happy to see both of you today Thank you, Ava. Ava, sorry, I mispronounced your name. My daughter's my daughter's name is Ava. She's on my mind. Um, thank you for inviting us to come and talk about it. It was great to see you, Joy. I'll see you tonight, of course. Um, I'm very uh, happy to be doing this, and I thank shout out to Sharon Power Anderson for giving my name to Joy <laughs> for this part. Uh, Sharon with. Uh, Austin, the, uh, Austin. ATX, the mm-hmm. theater yeah. ATX. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to Sharon. Oh Thank my you, God. Sharon. She connected us, me and Janelle together yeah. for this project. Very grateful for her. And thank you so much for inviting us onto the podcast. It's been such yeah. fun. I'm so, podcast. yeah. Thank you all so much for, for making some time. I really appreciate it. I know y'all are, are super busy and then in, in, yeah, getting ready to do the festival and doing a host of other things. And I, yeah, really appreciate it. Cause I want people to hear you all because you all are doing the work. <laughs> I'm just sitting here recording my stupid voice. So it's fine. <laughs> no, you're sitting there getting all this good information out to the public and that's um, much appreciated. Thank you. I yeah. I mean, I want people to to know you. And now that um, you're yeah, Janelle. Now that you're no longer um, equity, you can. We so many theaters will be scooping you up. Come on, hit me up. <laughs> give me some, give me some projects. And I'll Joy's back to in town. Joy's, Joy's back. Okay. Well. Um. Any any final words? Any any Joy? Anything else? Janelle? Nothing. No, I mean, cool. you said it perfectly. Hire me. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hire both of these people like because they are fun. both amazing and wonderful folks. Thanks for the um, free plugs. Peter, come out. See the shows. See stories. Yes. Wait, yeah. so Janelle, you're doing a, what are you doing next? The Tyler? 
next Friday at Arts on Royale in East Austin. I think awesome. everybody knows where that is, but it's on Royale, if you couldn't have guessed. Um, Candace Rusk's play, which awesome. is called Tyler, Texas. Great play. Next great Friday, play. 8 o'clock. That's the 29th, I believe. Okay, cool. And Joy, what are you working on next? Um, I actually don't know. Um, let's, let's get Joy some work, you guys. <laughs> not after this podcast. No, nope, you're going to be turning them down. You'll have so many offers. Right, right. Offers out the wazoo. I'm really, <laughs> let's manifest that. Good. Well, I, I look forward to seeing what both of you are doing in the future. Janelle, I'm going to go check that out uh, immediately. Right. Um, yeah. And thank you all so much for being a part of this mini fest. Again, I just can't tell y'all thank you enough. I think y'all are Sorry. wonderful. Um, and I th- thank you, Emma. Thanks, Janelle. And I think you all are wonderful for listening to podcast. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And be sure to keep updated with everything New Manifest is doing at our website, newmanifest.org. And also follow us on social media at New Manifest Theater. And until next time, please take care of yourselves. Go get tickets to the mini fest. It is starting on Thursday, September 22nd, which is technically today for us because we're recording it today. Um, but you should and also be sure to check the website because it's gonna be there available to see. So do keep up with us at newmanifest.org. Y'all take care of yourselves. Bye.